Like, it's just something about it. And then, like, his face, his fa- like, I just always see him with a hat. He's just got a perfect hat face. <laughs> you know, he's got good hat face, but not good, not hat face, you know? It's just, it's just like, oh. Okay, so, hat so, so Mark Tressman with a, Mark Tressman with a hat. Genius. Oh. Asked you to get in a van because he's got free candy. You do it, right? With the hat. Maybe he's wearing a hat, yeah. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Every week, John Fraser. I'm actually part Canadian. No do to boot it. Who wants to draft me? Love me a rouge. And Travis Cura. Man, if they go with Sanceri over Brett Smith... Then nothing has changed in Saskatchewan. We'll deliver news and fantasy analysis from the Canadian Football League. And nonsense. Uh, what do you call it? You're supposed to do the thing where you talk and you pretend like you're like the interview? In- interested in the thing, but you just the need interview. the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the inner blue. Can't forget the nonsense. I thought you should know I ate two carrot muffins as you were drunk, Jim Barker. Ready, set, hut. It is episode 70 of the Two and Out CFL podcast with the annual return of the CJFL single season pick six leader, and that's for pick sixes thrown, Croker. Croker, welcome back. It's uh, nice of you to uh, come on the once a year that you always do. Anytime, John Fraser. Look forward to uh, talking some football here. Let's do it. That's absolutely. We got two um, two Bomber fans, so I think right off the top, uh, because I rarely get to do this on this podcast... <laughs> Good stadium, though. Great stadium. Great stadium. Great guys. Great guys. I'm Good. sure they're great guys. Good guys, maybe. Probably some bad apples on the squad, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. Well, let's start it off there. Right there, right with the news. We're going to jump right into it here with the Fraser and Croker edition of the Juneau CFL podcast. Uh, should mention, too, big shout out to our friends at Seat Giant, of course, our partner. If you're going to purchase some seats through Seat Giant, use the promo code POUTINE. Best news about Seat Giant, Croker, because you look suddenly intrigued. You're like, I didn't know you had a sponsor. Mm-hmm. I mean, last time, we were making up sponsors just to make it sound more official. You know? We were. So, we also weren't wearing pants last time. Yeah, that's very true, actually. We're wearing shorts, though. We're out on my back deck, which mm-hmm. is the first time we recorded out here. But Seat Giant, Canadian dollars, and all CFL games. So if you want to go to New Mosaic, and you don't think you're going to get seats... Seat Giant. See, I've been hosed on other sites before because I went to go see the Jays play the Twins yep. in Minnesota. Quick 15-hour drive from Saskatoon. Not a big deal. Lots of scenic, scenic stuff to see, you know. They got North Dakota and, you know. But uh, I paid for my tickets. <laughs> North Dakota was the highlight of your road trip? Uh, highlight. Oh, man. So uh, what makes North Dakota the highlight of the road trip? Carson Wentz. Um <laughs> That's about it. He's a fellow ginger. I mean, I got to give love to the fellow gingers. That's fair. Uh, but again, I bought it in Canadian dollars. I would mm. bought nosebleed tickets for like nine bucks, yep. but it's American dollars. So really, it only came to like twelve bucks. But still, I was mad. Exactly. You got hosed. You won't get hosed with Seat Giant. So next time you go on your fifteen-hour road trip through North Dakota, even if there's a concert you want to stop at at North Dakota, SeatGiant.com, Canadian funds, because it's fun. You should be just a commercial voice, because the way you nail taglines like that, oh. I made that up. Not bad. You know what I didn't make up? What? Tyler Kropinia putting one right off the upright in overtime. Ho! Did not make that up. I was watching that. I was on a back deck here in Saskatchewan. Now, Croker, you've been there. You've played lots of football. In fact, you're on your way to a flag football game once we're done recording this. Do you think everybody dumping on Kropinia is fair or unfair? 
it's fair, but it's unfair at the same time. Because, again, there's lots of things that happen during a football game that lead to a loss. Yes. You know? And that's kind of the typical answer that all the coaches and the quarterback will give after a kicker essentially blows it. But the other team had the exact same thing. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers messed up a bunch, too. Mm-hmm. All the turnovers and all the mental mistakes, you know, it goes both ways like that. So... When it comes down to it, yes, that's why you have special teams. That's why at the end of every practice, there's always the stressful special team situation where the coach is like, hey, if this kicker hits this, mm-hmm. no running for the next two days or something like that. <laughs> a lot of special teams coaches and head coaches will do that, not just in junior football, but CFL, just to you know give their kickers a pressure situation. But, yeah, it is his fault. He yeah. needs to make that kick. It's overtime. Yeah. Yeah. You, you start on, what, the 35-yard line. 35. You know you're going to be kicking the ball. Get ready for that big kick, you know. And, yes, I know he was perfect on the day up to that. But, I mean, this is why you're a kicker. You're not a kicker to go in there in the second quarter and kick a three-point field goal. You know, you're a kicker for the last second of overtime. You know? I, I was going to make a joke that you or I could make a second-quarter field goal. But then, A, I don't want to be that asshole. No. And, B... Neither of us could. No. I think my record for a field goal just dicking around at practice, 17 yards. <laughs> Mine, I think on one hilltop strip I hit from 14. So. I've hit a lot of guys in the butt before. <laughs> like a lot of old linemen just hate my guts, first of all, because it wasn't that good. And second of all, because when I would dick around in special teams yep. and try and kick it, oh, I, I hit a lot of shins, a lot of back of the knees. <laughs> and see, that's the funniest thing. That's the other thing that I hated with the social media reaction to that game. You had so many ass clowns that were out there basically saying, Oh, I could do that job. I could make that kick. No, you couldn't. Yeah. This is why these guys are pros. Speaking of pros, pros that actually made good plays, but somehow fell afoul of Chris Jones. Jonathan Newsom also gone from Saskatchewan. Seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, I've seen ridiculous stories on Twitter. Croker, let's make up the most ridiculous story and see if it can trend as to why Jonathan Newsom was let go. Hashtag ridiculous story. Boom. Um, my theory, uh, Chris Jones needed his lawn mowed, and Jonathan Newsom showed up, but he didn't bring a whippersnipper, and Jones and him got into it because he didn't do the whippersnipping and the mowing, and it was a, nah, I told you you were going to whippersnip, and that's why he got cut. Now, did he at least try with the mower on the sides of the fence? Like, was there evidence of him trying to get close to the corner, you know? Because you know when you go to a fence, you mow it without a whippersnip, and you try to get the corner, but there's always that little spot in the yep. corner that you can't get? Was there evidence of that happening? Or did he just skip it altogether? That's why Chris Jones had a single tear go down his face when he saw that he tried oh, in between the fence boards. So, see. to me, ridiculous story. That is why Jonathan Newsom was let go, because of a lawn-mowing incident at Chris Jones's place. I think it's because of his number. Because okay, zero, yeah. he's number zero, right? Yeah. A defensive end, or any player, for that fact, wearing zero in football, you should just cut him. <laughs> any any football player that's like, I'm going to wear zero, I'm going to be that guy, get out. If, if he chooses double zero... Never play football again. You have to just be like, you, you're not allowed to play. So so you think it went like, Chris Jones went up to him and said, Now, nah, you know there, Jonathan, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to need you to change your number to a real football player's number. And he was like, no, Gilbert Arenas is my hero, so I'm going to be zero. <laughs> and then he made some gun gestures yeah. and he was out. We have a Gilbert Arena reference, uh, 6 minutes, 21 seconds of the podcast, Croker. We're doing, uh, we doing quite well. Good. Tonight. But in all seriousness, wasn't Sean Lemon the guy that got beat up by Jonathan Newsom? And isn't that why Sean Lemon wanted to leave Saskatchewan? Well, Sean Lemon wanted to leave Saskatchewan. He Same thing, philosophical differences. Mm-hmm. Ricky Foley, philosophical differences. Jonathan Newsom now, philosophical differences. Try saying that 10 times fast, Mr. Radio Pro. Mm-hmm. I won't. Okay. I that's, know better than that. That's fair. You're a smart man. Yeah. I am not. 
it just seems like he he wants his defensive ends to do more. He wants them both to lawn mow and whippersnip. Doesn't just want him to lawn mow by going after the quarterback. Boom! That I that somehow worked. This better keep going on in episodes to come, the whippersnipper thing. <laughs> because, again, sometimes it is cool to whippersnipper and mow the lawn at yep. the same time. Yep. But, you know, sometimes you don't have to whippersnipper because the grass doesn't grow that fast. You can get away with just mowing the lawn, you know? <laughs> you know who won't be mowing his lawn anytime soon? Running back John White of the Edmonton Eskimos. Torn ACL out for the season. Looks like Travon Van, which sounds more like an 80s disco pop punk band mm-hmm. than a running back will be the starter moving forward in Edmonton. How big of a blow is this to the Eskimos? It is a big one, but I like that Travon Van guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was running over some guys when he got some touches in that game. But at the same time, like... John White was just like a little Darren Sproles out there, and those guys are so yeah. fun to watch. That's going to be a big loss, not just for the Eskimos, but for the whole league. Because when you watch a guy like that, that can make exciting plays out of nothing. That's what makes football so exciting, the 80-yard touchdowns where yep. guys break five or six tackles, you know. John White could do that, and he could just scamper around like that. And when you have such a scat back in your offense that can do all those things, it's just so valuable. Pass him, you know, a couple hitch passes, send him out in a fly or something like that. He's just... When you lose versatile guys, it's the worst. When you lose guys like guards or tackles, it's bad. Obviously, yep. you want O-line depth. But it's not like the only O-line can run and block and pass. And, you know, they can't do all that stuff that John yep. White could do. So when you lose a specialty player like that, it's just it's a kick of the dick. <laughs> it's, it's like as a former quarterback, when you lose like the, the, the X-Factor guy that can yep. do anything, you know, you're just like, Dang it. You see, you needed that guy. We both needed that guy in our quarterbacking career. Exactly. Me as a Lloydminster flag football star, you as an actual quarterback who played in the CJFL. Uh, your career is still more impressive than mine. Now, Travon Van, fun name. If he was a Van, what kind of Van would he be? Great question. <laughs> I would say because he's underrated, reliable, and well-equipped. Don't say it. I'm going to lose it if you do. A well-equipped Honda Odyssey yeah, good for you. with yeah. aggressive finance rates. Yeah, Come get plug. one now. Good plug, man. Good that, plug. That's that you had to know that was coming. Yeah, I know. I would say uh, I would actually say a Pontiac Montana. I'm going old school. Oh, okay. Because you know he's not too fancy. He's not too speedy or anything. He's just you know just a just good a good running back. Not a, just, not a toaster yeah. like those Astro vans. There's no DVD players in the headrest <laughs> or anything like that. But you know gets the job done. With leaky lower intakes. There's maybe an aux cord that doesn't work sometimes. You, you gotta, gotta just fidget, yeah, the right fidget way. the cord, yeah. you know, maybe. Maybe you have to buy one of those tape things with the cord coming out. I don't know. But it gets the job done. So, needless to say, uh, you knew that was going to be a plug, and I had to throw it in there. So, thank you for actually answering the question. Of course. Uh, sticking with the Eskimos, they are bringing back Kendall Lawrence, who... Eh, wasn't that good in Saskatchewan last year. Mm-hmm. Think he really does anything at Edmonton Croaks? I was kind of thinking Anthony Allen might be the guy to come back for right. the Eskimos. I don't know how that guy has gone. He looked great in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Played real good for BC. He was real good for BC last year, and now all of a sudden he's basically where is he? Probably working at a Denny's or something. Maybe IHOP. Oh, IHOP is. I think Anthony Allen's more classy than the Denny's. You know, I think he can yeah. make it to IHOP. But Denny's always has that, like, one waitress that sounds like she's been there for 40 years and has been smoking every day in her life. It adds to the charm, right? You don't need Netflix when you have that lady. That's all the entertainment you need. (laughs) And she usually calls you something like sweetheart or sweetie pie or pie pie. Her name is always just three letters, like Deb or (laughs) Lynn or something. 
Lou. That's a guy's name. I don't know. I think if they brought back Anthony Allen and Kendall Lawrence, I think that actually would be even better in Mm -hmm. that spot. But the CFO running back market isn't that great right now. No. And there's not too many. Like, in years past, it's always been like, okay, there's three or four guys kind of looking for work. Right now, it's kind of like, it's a little... It's a little shallow. Well, and uh, on top of that, teams are throwing more than ever before. Mm-hmm. I think the Riders are only, like, running the ball 20% of the time. They're letting Kevin Glenn just air it out all the time, yeah. which so far has been working for them. Much like one of the CFL top performers, our boy, Weston Dressler. Yeah. Thanks, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Thank one you. more time for him. Should we laugh? <laughs> <laughs> good stadium, though. <laughs> great stadium. Great stadium. Though. Good guys. Possibly great guys. <laughs> Some good guys. <laughs> uh, might could be a couple bad apples, but for the most part, <laughs> good humans. As we get move from on the field to off the field, a new commissioner in the CFL and holy bananas, Croker. He actually knows something about Canadian football. Yeah, that's that's a shocker right uh, there. Uh, I mean, who'd have thunk they'd go with a guy that actually would you know have experience playing football? Like. Experience in business and football, it just seems to me like most people actually have, of course it's Randy Ambrosi, mm. is the new CFL commissioner. He's former Canada West, mm-hmm. Winnipeg boy, mm-hmm. you know, to me he checks off every single box and I think the CFL needs a guy like this because right now it seems like they're bleeding young fans left, right and center. Yeah, and it also seems like the suits are going to like him, like the higher up executives are going to give him a chance to do some new stuff. But it's also going to give a chance for the diehard fans to say, "Hey, this is a football guy. You know, yeah. this is this is one of these Joe Schmoes, just like me. He's played football. I've watched him. It's not some no name guy that you've never heard of. No, this is a familiar face. And also, it's a guy who just he's been watching the CFL. Obviously, I mean, all former players will watch, yeah. and he kind of knows. Hey, what does this league need? You know, we need to get TV ratings up. We need to get younger fans. And I think that's going to be some of his big priorities." Because, I mean, judging by the past couple games, the on-field product is getting better. It's I mean, real good. The level of flags and some officiating games, yeah. yeah, okay, you can kind of tinker with that. But the on-field product, I mean, the first couple weeks, they've been fantastic, super yeah. entertaining games. So you got to sell the game more to younger fans, and I think this guy is going to... It's going to do just that, well, while it, pleasing the higher-ups at the same time. And you mentioned the TV ratings here, Croker, and this is the one thing, like, we've seen troubling attendance numbers in BC. Nobody's shown. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in all its ugliness in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the Riders' opening game at New Mosaic wasn't sold out until this week. That's nuts. You could have got a single seat to the yeah. first ever game at New Mosaic. Our Bombers' home opener coming up here right away. Not sold out. No. Montreal is drawing better with Jacques Chapdelin mm-hmm. in charge. Still not drawing great. And then on top of this all, you're a big Blue Jays fan. Yeah. How bad are they on a t- scale of 1 to 10 this year? Oh, I'd solid 3 on the bad scale. They are, out of, out of 10, they are a 3. Like, if 10's good, 10 is great. Three. 10 yeah. is ten is like playoff team, yeah. 3 is a hot pile of dog dew. Well, yeah. that hot pile of dog dew is outdrawing the CFL in every key demographic they want. And on Canada Day, when you had the Riders and Bombers, arguably the two biggest draws for television playing, mm-hmm. and they got outdrawn... By a 3 out of 10 Blue Jays team. Mm-hmm. There's some work that needs to be done. Yeah. You know, you see, and the argument on Twitter that I got into with a couple of people was, well, the Blue Jays are a national team. It's national pride. Yeah, how many little guys do you see walking around, 10 to 30-year-olds even, not to call them all little guys, yeah. wearing Blue Jays gear? We're sitting here right now, you're a mid-20s man wearing a Blue Jays hat. 
I know you're a big CFL fan because yeah. you're on this podcast, but still, it's, it, it seems like the league is at a point that they're completely losing their key demo, and let's just hope, let's just hope that something can be done to be brought brought back. If not, we might be looking at U.S. expansion or telethons in different provinces again. Every single week, one game has the Wendy's kick for a million. Bring it back. Oh, yeah. Bring it back. I think they don't do the Wendy's kick for a million anymore, no, do they, they don't. not? Bring it back. Bring Battle it. once a week. Once a week. I would love that. And you know what? Don't give them the chance to warm up because, like, kick for a million. Yeah. You always get, like, the, oh, here's Troy Westwood to teach you how to kick. Mm-hmm. And you get, like, the week of training camp. No, no, no. Just grab some guy who's had about eight or nine yeah. beers out of the stands and say, hey, chew in the face. Uh, here's your Dave's Classic Double. Great burg, by the way. Yeah. Best fast food burgers, I think, out there. Definitely Wendy's by a mile. That's my hot take of the episode. <laughs> You get yeah, some guy hot, out of the hot take. Wow, how dare you go out on a limb like that? I know, right? Edgy over here. I know, I might as well be Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Pull him out of the stands, yeah. give him a beer, yeah. and say, here you go, champ, from the 45-yard line. You make it, you become a millionaire. Yeah. How many guys get pulled out of a stand cold, probably wearing, unless they're wearing Chuck Norris action stretch jeans, are going to make that kick? I'd pay good money to see Randy from Kindersley drunk <laughs> trying to kick a field goal at New Mosaic Stadium. <laughs> I would pay money for it. I would I would want to go to the game knowing that there's going to be some drunk small town Saskatchewan guy out there trying to kick field goals for a chance to like win money. <laughs> you know when it gets back to the boys in Kindersley, yeah. whatever the old Kindersley Inn, yeah. great pierogies there by the way. Mm-hmm. When he makes it to the Kindersley Inn, he's going to tell all the boys when he's crushing a cold one or two singing karaoke. Someone from Rosetown wins all that money and they're like, "We're moving to the big city. We're moving to Kindersley, everybody." <laughs> Pack your shit. <laughs> We're going to We're Kindersley. Going to Kindersley. Uh, they got a McDonald's. <laughs> On that note, um, we'll recap the games real quick from uh, from last week. Um, won't go into too too many details because that's Travis the details guy. Um, uh, Calgary beats Ottawa forty three to thirty nine. Just another beauty game between these two. Can we just make the Grey Cup a best of like? 17 between these two teams? It's the new rivalry in the CFL. Oh. I mean, the best one is always going to be the Riders and the Bombers. Agreed. I mean, close second, Argos and Ticats. But ever since the Argos have kind of just kind of faded off, yeah. it's not been that great. But, I mean, I love watching the Red Blacks play the Stamps. It's yep. so fun. I mean, not just because they kind of got the same color thing going on. It's the battle of the red teams, you know. Yep. And, you know, both their fan bases are pretty good, even though, you know, the Stamps didn't sell out that game. There's still a bunch of Stampeder fans But there, there again, there's yeah. another game not sold out. Yeah, the corner there, the, the gray seats. You always see those gray seats at the, at the top of the corners of McMahon. And, you know, but they still have, you know, they still fill that place relatively well compared to other CFL teams. But again, I like watching Trevor Harris play. I love watching Bo Levi Mitchell play. As much as some people will say he's cocky and that he's, oh, I love he's him. got to shut his mouth or whatever, Bo Levi Mitchell can talk, man. He's great. Guy's yep. got pinpoint accuracy. Guy can chuck it, quick release. Guy's got everything you want in a quarterback yep. and then some, you know? So And a great beard. Yeah, and again, Trevor Harris is getting there too. Yep. So I, I just like watching those two quarterbacks battle it out. It's fun. On top of that, the leading rusher for the uh, Calgary Stampeders last week. Not uh, Jerome Messam, but another good old Canadian boy. And Ginger. And Ginger, Andrew Buckley. So more reasons to watch that. He could be a doctor if he wanted to. Probably and yet is. he's the backup for the Stampeders. That blows my mind. I just He's probably fairly, he does probably okay. Yeah. You know? Like backup quarterbacks, I'm sure you've been a backup in your life. I'm sure you got some time to like study and like do a real job. 
when you play for the Chilliwack Huskers, even if you start, you have time to do anything else. <laughs> Go Huskers, baby. I have definitely heard some of your stories, and we will keep them off our airwaves. <laughs> uh, moving to the other one, the I don't give a damn about either team bowl that I'm pretty sure a combined eight people were watching. BC beats Toronto 28-15. to Jonathan Jennings is amazing. Though. He is. That guy is, I'd say, other than Bo Levi Mitchell, he's my favorite quarterback to watch in the CFL. So if, like, you know, you had, like, a, a list on, like, a guys you could be, it's Bo Oh, Levi I would Mitchell. be Jonathan Jennings. Ahead of Bo Levi Mitchell? Oh, yeah. I think I'd be Bo Levi. I think Jonathan Jennings just got, he's got more swag than him. Plus, mm. I don't like Bo Levi Mitchell's tattoo. You know how it kind of sticks out under his yeah. under armor? Don't like that. I know it's not, you know, I know that's nitpicky or whatever, but that, you know what? I don't like that. I love his, you know, redneck name, Bo Levi Mitchell. I like that. It's not like Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator for the Lions. I like that kind of, like, redneck name, you know? It just kind of seems like this guy lives and breathes football, you know? Like, you know, I, I've always been told don't trust a man with three with two first names. Mm-hmm. Does the third first name count? Exactly. Three first, yeah, that, then he's trustworthy. He's, he's got one name. Like, I feel like Bo Levi is the kind of guy that if you were about to leap out of a flaming building, he'd somehow mm-hmm. hit you with a football and break your fall. Yeah, I also think the Lions need to change up their uniforms. Kind of, They like, need to get rid of the tramp stamp. Well, here's the thing. I like their white and orange ones. So yep. I don't like their black and orange ones. Yep. They should do what the Saskatchewan Rush did and just flip-flop them. Make I their agree. white and orange ones for home and then have their black and orange ones for away. Because those white, they look so good. They do. They're crisp. They look like, they do remind me though of creamsicles. Yeah, and that that's why I like them. makes though. me want ice cream or booze. But yeah. On that note, that's about all there is to talk about in that game because yeah. eight people paid attention. Uh, Eskimos beat Montreal 23-19 as we talked about losing John White. In that game, though, uh, again, I think Montreal, they've been in a couple games. Mm-hmm. I still think Darian Durant's going to get that team turned around here by the end of the season. The, the East, to me, is wide open this year. I could just see Montreal, you know, being okay. I can yeah. see them making the playoffs this year. Oh, kind of like, you know, like an 8-10, and 9-9 and nine kind of year or something like that. They just don't really have an identity. No, right yeah, you exactly. You think they're the kinda, and... Yeah, they're just kind of in the middle, you know? They're just kind of like, ah, who are we? Are we a passing <laughs> team? Are we a running team? Are we going to be an aggressive defensive team? They're just kind of like, you know when you would build a team back on, like, Madden 2005, yep. and you could just make them, you know, like, medium, like, bees and everything, you know? Yeah. That would be... The Montreal Alouettes. Just everyone's an 80. You know, like everyone, everyone had a Madden rating, it's all 80. They're just good across the board, but not like great. Except back in Madden 2005, I would always somehow make myself like six foot four with a laser guided rocket arm and win MVP that could also scramble. Instead, I'm five foot seven and fat. It's a tough break, John. Really it's a tough is. break. Madden 2005 shows me what could have been. Kroger. That was the first one with the hit stick too. That was a great that was a game. great game. That was a great Severely game. underrated features yeah. the hit stick. How many times have you like had one of your buddies line up in the hit stick and a little shuffle move, and next thing you know, it's gone. Because yeah, that was hit stick and like like and the juke. Yeah, the juke stick. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the first year of that. That's when that was the first Madden with Seneca Wallace too. And that's my favorite quarterback of all time. Don't ask why. why. <laughs> no, why? Because in Madden 2005, if you wanted Mike Vick, who was the fastest quarterback, you had to pay him like $20 million a year. And yeah. everyone do that in cap room, so I always just paid a big O-line. So I got the second fastest guy, Seneca Wallace. He was like ranked 60, had no arm, but I'd just run around with him all day. So, and ever since, I got a Seneca Wallace jersey at my house. I know you do. It's, and it's the only Seneca Wallace jersey, I think, in Canada. I don't think anyone else owns a Seneca Wallace jersey. At Two and Out CFL, if you know anybody that happens to own a Seneca Wallace jersey. What's he doing now? Is he also managing an IHOP like Anthony Allen? He might be coaching at Iowa State because that's where he went. And he's got one of the greatest highlights. Like, where they were showing, like, uh, what's the show back? The Best Damn Sports Show. Yes. He, he, yep. On the top 100 highlights, he was, like, number 30 for one of the scrambles that he did at Iowa State. And he threw it to Troy Davis, former CFL running back, because they played at Iowa State together. 
you know, I could look up the Seneca Wallace uh, net worth. Um, oh, it's not going to be high. No, well, actually, he was he was an NFL quarterback for about ten years or so, or something like that. He uh, he did okay. Um, he got roasted on Twitter for throwing like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, because <laughs> when he was he played with the Green Bay Packers and they kind of like they showed his throwing motion next to Uncle Rico and it was like the exact same thing. So now okay. I feel bad, kind of cheering for him. Well, no, like, no, uh, anybody that looks like Uncle Rico is my new favorite quarterback. <laughs> I might have to get a matching Seneca Wallace jersey with you. Uh, last game of last week to talk about. You ready? <laughs> Seriously, though, great stadium. Great guys, too. Great, great guys. A couple of them. A couple of them are great guys. A, bunch of, a couple more of them are good guys. Yeah, you you know. know, Might be a couple of bad apples in there. Yeah. Um, Croak, you and I are both Bombers fans. If you couldn't tell by the laughing at the misfortune of the Tyler Kropinga. <laughs> oh, that's a thing that's now. That's a thing now. Good that's one. a thing now. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the, uh, I'm not as funny as I used to be, but uh, we'll go with that. Uh, with Mr. Kropinga, is this the year? You and I, lifelong Bombers fans. Mm-hmm. Whole life. Even when I was pretending not to be a Bombers fan on this podcast, I was still a Bomber fan. Mm-hmm. Is this the year? No. BC and Calgary are still too good. I know. We're not going to get past them. If we were in the East, for sure. I think if we were in the East still, it's a, that just always happens that way, though. Because yeah. thanks, Ottawa. Yeah. Because whenever they just decide to go into the league, we got to go, go back to the West. Like a drunk uncle on Christmas. And whenever the West is crappy, we're always in the East with yeah. Anthony Calvillo. And yeah. all those guys are lighting us up. Oh, and then we go back to the West when everyone is good again. Oh, you know? like Jonathan Jennings and it's our boy like, old Johnny Three Names. But and... I thought our defense played really, really good. Again. I thought that, like, again, Mo, and without really Mo Leggett making huge plays like he was yeah. last year. He was all over the field making plays and stuff like that. And Loeffler's name wasn't really said too much in that game either. No, he had a very quiet night, mm-hmm. I found. So with two of our you know defensive studs kind of playing a secondary role, yeah. they played great. You know, yeah. They got a big rush on uh, they got a rush all day on Kevin Glenn. They were making fits for him. Offense looked good for well, two quarters. Uh, first quarter. Yes. Well, that just looked like yeah. a, a little bit of rust. So let's talk. I did not expect Kevin Glenn to look this good with the Riders. No. He made some iffy decisions. That one pick in the at the end of the second yeah. quarter, I believe. Yeah, it was kind of a buzzkill, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's what Kevin Glenn is. Yeah. Kevin Glenn is a three-touchdown, one-interception guy every yeah. day of the week, right? And his release, like, it's just... He just gets rid of the ball so quick, yeah. you know, and that's what I love about him, and that's why he's been in this law or this league that long. Because... Well, and I, I think he got pissed off when they brought in Vince Young. Yeah, because the, the Riders went outside of Kevin Glenn and basically said, "Hey, Kevin, this is going to be your team. Yeah. You're going to be the guy mm-hmm. for this team." And then they go out and like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, here's Vince Young. He's yeah. going to give everybody a hug." <laughs> you remember that? Remember when Vince Young went to Twitter and told him he was going to give everybody in Saskatchewan a hug? Yeah. Take a long time, Vince. Yep, yep. yep that's gonna. I was really cheering for him too. But either I was way, too. Kevin Glenn, like the Riders, have one of the best passing offenses in the yeah. entire league. They got good weapons. Like I mean, they got Holly Junior there. They got yep. obviously Jerome Carter. They got Roosevelt still. They're looking good. Dembski, even though we got a little nicked up at the end there, but Dembski, oh, oh man, he's, he's having a, a breakout pick. season. He's nice. finally, he finally starting to make me look smart. I've been saying yeah. for three years Dembski's gonna have a breakout yeah. season. Yeah, but I mean. I, I called it when the Riders picked him up, that Mike Eaton that plays safety. I yep. called it. I was like, this guy is going to be out of position so many goddamn times. You'll have no, you'll be so <laughs> mad at them, Rider fans. Sure enough, uh, when, Bo, when Bo, was it Bo Cunningham? Is that his name? For yes. the Alouettes? Yeah. When Durantra Slob, that, you should have seen someone ISO cam, Mike Eaton. Yeah. He was going back and forth, like from the goal line to back to, he was so out of position. <laughs> and I was like, man, just stay. Like, you're a safety man. Just stay. I know there's sometimes we're going to blitz or whatever. But if you ISO cam, Mike Eaton, if you want to do that, Rough Rider fans, he's just too jittery. He's all 
over the place, and that's why they're getting burnt deep down the field. I, I think it's not a coincidence. I think there's a reason why BC let him go. You know, right there. But exactly, he's a good college player. You know, he had a you know big potential and stuff like that. Great athlete, but, but he's just one of those guys that he's he's almost too athletic for his own good. Because as you said, he wants to be all, all over the place making plays, mm-hmm. and instead you're forgetting the wee man out on the field. Yeah, exactly. The wee laddie. Yeah. And one more time before we go to this week's picks. Nice stadium, though. Oh, just some great guys in that squad, too. Yeah, probably some of, good guys. A couple of gems. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a couple bad apples, yeah, though. Just some, you know, some, <laughs> some rough pairs. <laughs> so, unlike Travis, I don't have the um, access to our musical pick section. Um, so, at the end, I'll just basically tell you to pick a jam, and I'll find a way. Well, I probably won't, won't play it. People can go home on their YouTube and play the jam that Croker suggests. Um, first pick of the week, BC at Montreal. Who do you got? I'm going BC just because I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a field goal in the fourth quarter kind of game. But I just think Jonathan Jennings is going to get hot for a while. I think he's going to start the season coming out. After that, I think that first loss was the best thing that ever happened to BC. So I think they came in thinking, hey, you know, we're we're not going to be second banana to Calgary. It's our time, you know. And then yep. they lost that game. They kind of realized, okay, we got to try just like we did last year. I think they're just going to be coming out and just building each and every week. I think Montreal is going to play great. But, again, they're just that, you know, BC's – BC's got more flair than them, I think. I think Montreal pulls it out. Okay. I, yeah, and I'm, I was thinking about picking Montreal, it's, too. It's like, like a 50-50 kind of pick, but I just I, I think when you all look at it at the end of the day, I think Durant still has something to prove. Yeah. I think he's going to have his best game. Where's the game? Uh, it is in Montreal. Okay. So that's always a tough at, trip. Uh, a 5.30 kickoff. So, as you said, tough trip. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, the National Cross League, the players actually live in the city they play in. Yeah. So, heading across the country, your body clock's going to be a little thrown off. So, I think Montreal takes advantage early. And I think they move on to uh, a victory. A tough test for our Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Friday night. The Calgary Stampeders in town. Vesters Group Fields the home opener. Should be crazy. Should be loud. Uh, another great stadium, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, can they do it? No. And again, yeah, we've been bragging about the Bombers the entire time. We're not the, again. The thing about us is we're not those Bomber fans that be like, "Yep, nineteen and zero, we're Woo, doing it. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're winning on the bye week too. We don't even care. We're, we're gonna play some. Yeah. We're gonna play an NFL team yeah. on the bye we're week. We're the we're Philadelphia Soul. We don't even care. Done. Done. Is that a WNBA team? No, that's an Arena League. John Bon Jovi owns the Philadelphia Soul. Right. Yeah. I don't know what Arena League. There's like three different Arena Leagues. The yeah. one Teal Orban used to play in back in the day. <laughs> Uh, they are still a thing. Uh, why did I think WNBA, Philadelphia WNBA, I don't think they have a team. No? No. Aw. It does not look like that. There was an article um, from the SixersSense.com, September 8th of 2016. It's a very reputable site. I go to it all the time. WNBA in the city of brotherly love? Question mark? Oh. But yeah, Calgary. Um, okay. Yeah, Calgary's going to win. That's oh, the yeah. moral of this story. Yeah, it's... Calgary is going to win. And that Philadelphia doesn't have a WNBA team. You've uh, learned something today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto at the Ottawa All Caps. Um, i got to go with the All Caps in this one. I'm going Toronto. What? Ricky Ray, I just think, is after a loss, that's not a quarterback you want to face. No. Because Ricky Ray, I mean, he's been in the league since... Well, you can definitely hear everything that's said about him. Yeah. Like, he's been in the league since Home Alone 2 came out. He's been in the league for a long, long time, and he's just going to look at that film, and he's just going to—he's going to fix all the mistakes. I mean, the Argos with SJ Green, that's added a lot of veteran yep. leadership there, but they are still a pretty young squad on offense. And I think he's just going to be like, you know what? 
we're, they're beating Ottawa. I, I, that's what I think. I think Toronto. I think Toronto's going to surprise a lot of people this year, unless Ricky Ray gets hurt, obviously. But yeah. I think as long as Ricky Ray stays healthy, and the way that they have Tressman there, and the way that Bear Woods is playing on defense, I mean, I just think I think the Argos had a couple. They had some. They had a pretty good off season. I think they're going to surprise some people, and it starts when they beat the Red Box. If Mark Tressman asked you to get a Pontiac Montana van. Do you do it? Because he's just there's I, he's a genius. I'm sure he's a great human and he's a great at football. There's something about him on the sidelines that just it's unsettling to me. I don't like it when Mark Tressman doesn't wear a hat. I, thank his, you. His hair is so weird. There's just like, something, it's something like, but you're just like man. Like first of all, your hair is so dark. Like it just seems like you're using just for men every goddamn day. Like it's just something about it. And then like his fit, his face. Like I just always see him with a hat. He's just got a perfect hat face. <laughs> you know, he's got good hat face. But not good, not hat face, you know? It's just, it's just like, oh. Okay, so, hat. So, so Mark Tressman with a, Mark Tressman with a hat. Genius. Oh. Asks you to get in a van, because he's got free candy. You do it, right? With the hat. If he's wearing a hat, yeah. If he's not wearing a hat. I'm not, call, never. I'm, I'm never. calling the cops. I mean, even if he's not in a van wearing candy, I just see that guy walking down the street. Yeah, hey, 911, you need to see this guy. He's up to something. <laughs> he's, he's shady. Yeah. Ah, uh, the final game of the weekend, Hamilton Tiger Cats at the, um, Great venue, New Mosaic, uh, as we've said. You know, great. lots of great guys there too. Yeah, some good guys, good too, guys. Yeah, eh? uh, there's a couple bad apples. Though. Yeah, some some spoiled cherries. That's right. Yeah. Uh, John Chick looking to be the back to back to back Rough Rider to mm-hmm. ex Rough Rider to spoil the party for the Riders. Who pulls it off? Riders win. The Tide so? the Tide Cats aren't as good as they think they are. No. I think the Tide Cats are like you know they're kind of on the cusp of being one of those. BC, Calgary, Ottawa teams, you know, they're yeah. kind of there, but they're just, there's something just disappointing about them, you know, there's something yeah. just kind of, they're just, again, Tolliver being out, that's going to be a big one, that's going to be a really, really big loss for them, but at the same time, it's just, they're not, they're just something, just missing that clutch gene, yeah. you know, they're just, they're missing something, they're missing a couple pieces here and there, but they're just, I don't know, does that mean they go to Mazzoli over Kalaros? I mean, I wouldn't pull that that early, No, but I just... I like Mazzoli. He gives them that little bit of a spark. Kalaros is just kind of boring to me. Future. Good quarterback. Again, he's a great quarterback. I hear he's a great guy, too. Great guy. Great guy. But it's just something about Hamilton. I just I just don't think they're that good this year. I'm with you. Uh, and I think the riders through all the doom and gloom. We live here in Saskatchewan, so yeah. to me it's actually comical yeah. watching all the doom and gloom. You lost to a playoff team last year because of a fluke kick. Because yeah. let's face it, when you're kicking a field goal... There's only one thing you can't do in overtime. Yeah. Miss. Even the Rouge, you put on a little pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, the week before, again, another missed kick. If you're losing games on last-minute plays, your team is a lot better than yeah. you say you, than you think they are. Mm-hmm. And Ryder fans, it's going to be okay, and I'm with you. I think it starts first win at New Mosaic. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes on Saturday night. I'm picking like, the Riders, too. Yeah. yeah, let's go with it. Just like mm-hmm. Saturday night, the dude song. Um Croker, um, that will be hey, that'll be my my song pick because I don't have the editing software that Travis does. Mm-hmm. Um, my song pick. Listen to the dude Saturday night. Um, how about you? You got a song pick for the fine folks out there? Since I'm picking Saskatchewan, I'm going with a Saskatchewan boy. Had a Speedy Creek, uh, Coulter Wall, Kate McCann. Boom. But listen to the Great Western Brewery Session version of that song. There's a bunch of like acoustic yeah. versions of that song, and they're good. But like they're good. But in this version, he has a kick drum right behind him. Oh, oh man, it's great. It's I have it on repeat. It's a great song. Coulter Wall is the man. I like it. Thank you to Great Western Brewing for taking my money and uh, turning it into the beers we drink. Since uh, I was 15, they've been taking my money. <laughs> they've been taking my money since I moved to the uh, province. Uh, thanks to uh, the people that actually give us money. Uh, that being Seat Giant. Don't forget, 
every CFL game on Seat Giant uh, when you're checking out in Canadian Funds, by the way, promo code Poutine uh, Croker, because this is your one annual appearance on the podcast. Uh, is there anything you, you want to say? No, I think we covered it all. Yeah. Well, it was a good show. Thanks for having me. We had a Seneca Wallace reference. We had uh, uh, we, a bunch of random references today. Yeah, a whole bunch of good guys, eh? Good guys. Great guys. Great some, guys. Some really great guys. I'd throw in a really before the great guys. <laughs> uh, we are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Uh, you follow us on Twitter, at 2 and out CFL. Follow the Canadian Football Podcast Network on Twitter as well. Lots of great shows out there with a bunch of really good guys. Some great guys. Great guys out oh, there. Some great guys. Not a, no bad apples in that group. No. Though. No. If they're CFPN, we can tell you they're, they're good. Uh, until next time, this has been Tune Out Episode 70. Uh, everybody, chug your beers.